G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Update podcast episode. Um, just, a, just a little bit of news to talk about this week, isn't there, Michael? Just a little bit surrounding the contest, yes. Mm. Of course, it was the cancellation, officially, of Eurovision 2020 in Rotterdam. The 65th contest won't go ahead in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts, Dale? Uh, look, I think we had a little bit of time to get used to this, I think, I th- as things escalated, particularly that last week leading up to the cancellation. Yeah. Um, it was quite clear that we wouldn't have a live show in May, I thought, even with the audience. Yeah, very much so. You could see when things like uh, the Euros football was cancelled and that was going to be held in June, you thought, okay, this is probably not looking good for Eurovision. I'm sure it wasn't a decision that was taken very lightly, Mm. obviously, but of course they had to make a call. And you're right, that seems to be this last week or so. Things have really, really escalated as far as... uh, the coronavirus is concerned, particularly around Europe. Yeah, we just mentioned the virus, haven't we? We yeah. just <laughs> presume everyone knows now, don't we? That's the world we live in. Obviously, I think personally it was very devastating for us and mm. for everyone else in the Aussie Division team, particularly those travelling yeah. over to Rotterdam. And I know for some people it was their first contest. And, you know, at least we've been to another a couple before. But, exactly. you know, it's it's not the whole... Eurovision's not cancelled, just Eurovision 2020 is cancelled. Very much so, and I guess it did impact a lot of Australians. Australians are planning to travel there. It costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You have to do a lot of uh, reservations and stuff, so probably a few fans out there hurting and lost a bit of cash on this one, but uh, yeah. look, it just seemed really unavoidable. To be honest, I think it maybe caught a couple of the delegations by surprise that it was called uh, an, a complete cancellation. Mm. Uh, the announcement was you know, carefully worded, I thought, but the uh, FAQs gave us a bit more. Yeah, so the FAQs really, I think, yeah, the statement was a little bit vague and you're like, mm. oh, okay, wonder, and, but it's like, no. Because uh, I think <laughs> when we knew the live show wasn't happening and they had the special delegation meeting reference group um, about the potential, I guess, conversations were around the post, post, postponement and also about having a, like, a remote in the st- TV studios of the national of each nation kind of Mm -hmm. coming together at kind of a remote contest in some form. Um, They gave FAQs about why that was the case. Postponement was like, well, we don't know when this is going to be over. Exactly. You could postpone it to September. And it's not like a small event. Like, this is massive. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to be in the same position. Getting artist availability, getting venue availability, etc. makes it very, very difficult to move an event of this size. And then they canceled, They didn't want to go down that remote one because they sort of said it took away from what the ethos and what uh, Eurovision is about, a, a the same playing field, a live uh, spectacular, really, and mm. they didn't want to diminish that. And to be honest, I kind of agree with that. I, I would have thought a sort of bastardized version of the competition going out probably does the brand no favours. Uh, so I kind of can see why that decision was kind of struck off immediately. There seems to be a little bit of backtracking, possibly, that we'll have some sort of programming, not a contest. I think mm, they mm. made it very, very clear. But um, I'd be very surprised if there's not something coming out of the EBU come May. Yeah, so there's been a second announcement from EBU just yesterday saying they are looking at programming options. Obviously, this is all being on the fly at the moment, mm-hmm. and we've got to really kind of respect that. Um, and then they're looking at what they can do, but it will definitely not be, as you mentioned, a competition. Yep. But we could see all the songs potentially. We don't know. Maybe they could do something else with old Eurovision songs. 
who knows? Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait and see where that goes. Um, I kind of disagree with you a little bit because I think there was two choices about this is damage to the brand in one way. Either the cancellation and not continuing for the first time in history, which is a really big thing, um, versus um, not having the big live spectacular that it is. Mm-hmm. I go back to why Eurovision was set up in the first place as a way to unite uh, a war-torn Europe. Um, this situation right now is is it's like our own version of a war. You know, we're in a wartime situation for a lot of nations here. Everyone's at home. TV is such an important thing. There hmm. would be, there would have been a way to make this happen, but they chose not to because they thought it diminished the brand. And I think it may take away from the ethos of what Eurovision is about. If there's going to be programming, just do the contest. Yeah, Countries could have chosen not to do it. They, yes, it would not have been a level playing field because mm-hmm. Moldova Studio can't be the same as what Sweden can do. Mm. But that's the same for staging. Yeah, true. Also, you know, there would have been some live vocals that wouldn't have been live vocals. <laughs> Let's be honest, people would have kind of cheated. <laughs> yeah. So um, there would have been question marks, but I think it would have been worth doing. It. That's okay. my opinion. Anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look, I I also think you know to to continue on with something would have almost been a little bit unfair to Rotterdam in a way. It would not have its moment to host the big spectacular that it could and it kind of diminishes I think their little role in it as well so Mm. I think to be able to go no we're not doing this most probably we'll come back to Rotterdam next year and do the event properly is is probably the best thing and I do get that I see it let's just revamp it and do it next year (laughs) Um, but I mean you could have had the option of Rotterdam still doing it next year and the winner this year because it isn't a full-blown contest Mm. not to host but then imagine if a Bulgaria wins for this first time or Iceland and they don't have that opportunity so I do understand both sides fair enough it's a difficult decision for them to come to well I guess that takes us to Rotterdam where they're looking to do 2021 of this stage uh not official yeah i think we're 95 percent there i think the city council just has to confirm that mm-hmm. i mean we're all talking like that's happening yeah. and i think that is the plan yep but like most things it hasn't quite got to the 100 percent rubber stamp yet but i'd be very surprised if it's not going ahead exactly as it's intended this year exactly i guess i've got to look at dates i've got to look at uh venue um availability etc once again for 12 months oh. time so Exactly, and there's going to be a lot of things postponed. Um, that comes to tickets as well, because mm. we all got the email. Um, if you had tickets, there's probably going to be two options. Imagine that's going to be, do you want a refund or do you want to transfer your tickets to next year? Yeah. I'd say that's the case. Exactly, but we can't put the cart before the horse. I guess we've got mm. to make sure it's at Rotterdam first before we can have the exchange of ticket option. And a lot of the conversation this week from fans has been, are the artists going to come back? Are the songs going to come back mm. next year? So what's the news on that one? Well, we know from the EBU that the songs will not be eligible uh, to rejoin the competition next year. Look, you know, it's a little tough on people because some people were really attached to those songs and uh, the artists and so on. But to be honest, you know, 18 months old songs going to a contest, I think they could be a little bit on the nose by this time next year, some of them. I think as we feel that raw emotion right now and people being attached, I can understand why. But I think this time next year, people will be thankful we have 40-odd <laughs> new songs. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I think it's the right decision. Yeah, shame, because I thought it was a great bunch of songs we've got. And I think it would have been an ex- excellent competition. I think mm. we you know, didn't really have a standout favourite. And, uh, you know, gosh, even who was going to get to the grand final was up in arms, you know. As it always is. And I guess we'll never know. Hey, look, in a a bonus, Australia still has a 100% qualifying record. That (laughs) is not going to be touched for another year, at least. um, All the potential to be touched. 
And I guess along with the songs come the artists. So oh. we've had some of the delegations have already mentioned that some of the artists will be returning. Uh, let's have a talk about Azerbaijan. Fendi will be returning. Belgium's Hooverphonic will be coming back. Bulgaria's Victoria. Oh. We also have a Georgia's... Uh, Toniki Kipiani. Thank you very much. Greece's <laughs> Stefania. Spain's Blas Canto. Switzerland's Guillaume's Tears. Uh, Netherlands' uh, Jango McCroy. And Ukraine's Go A. Mm. All coming back next year. Yeah, and it's great that a lot of delegations have got behind the artists, but at the same time, it's absolutely fine for delegations to choose to do their national finals again. Mm -hmm. Estonia and Sweden have done that. Um, Estonia has invited Uku back. Poor Uku didn't get to go. Yeah, he goes straight Uh, into the semi-final, I believe, for next year. Yes, yeah, so he will be there at East Ilau. Um, and But the mummers, uh, yeah, no, it's not an automatic thing for them to go. I mean, they may not even beat Melfest. Yeah, so, who knows? Um, I couldn't imagine them uh, cancelling a Melfest. Sorry, it's just too big. Oh, Melfest is its own brand altogether, yeah. so they will do their thing. And it's important that that goes on. Yeah. So it's we've got to just set a, re- a reset on everything. The only other one, Croatia, looks like it will be um, sending the same artists again. Mm-hmm. It's not 100% confirmed, though. No news from Australia, though. Yeah. No. No, nothing official coming out of Australia. Um, so at this stage, Montaigne, she's had a bit to say. Yeah, she's put out a really long... She's been great on social. Mm. You know, She was doing a live Instagram the night of the cancellation before it happened oh, and was talking thing. about that she had a sort of a puppet kind of vibes in her staging. Yeah. You know, and you're kind of hearing that going, oh, maybe it won't be cancelled. And then it was, of course. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, so yeah, she's obviously very upset. And, and imagine these artists. You yeah. know, they, imagine a, best, every, a Samantha Tina. Oh, Everybody is upset, but my God, the I feel for the artist more than anything to finally get to go and then not be able to go. Have that taken away. Yeah, it's, it's tough. So she's looking for some kind of closure, I think she sort of said, and a way to present the song in some way to fans. I mean, that could be through programming. We don't know what that's going to be like, either on the EBU or an SBS side. Mm. Um, Joel um, Creasy, the commentator, did address fans on the uh, SBS Eurovision fan Facebook group okay. and said that they're looking about different ways they can do programming in May to bring Eurovision in some capacity. But that was before the EBU kind of did this other statement. So yeah. just watch this space. There will be something Yes. We just don't know what it is yet. Particularly, um, you know, the local broadcaster here, SBS, will definitely do something. Eurovision is such a big part of their May programming, so you'd imagine they'll be having something going on. And look, this this has been a really... It's been the good thing of this is to see how much the fans have come together and remember why we love Eurovision so much. Uh, Eurovision isn't cancelled, just 2020. So we've seen people really sort of come together. Um, There's going to be a lot of fan contests deciding who's the winner of this year. So (laughs) we'll wait and see where that goes. Um, We don't know if the OJ poll is going ahead in entirety. Mm -hmm. We know OJ Australia are putting on their preview um, party and we'll do an online preview party as well, which is great that they're doing that. So that's going to be awesome awesome um watch the space or become a member to get involved with that one make Mm. sure you join oj australia um also we're i mean we're hosting every saturday night we're doing um watch parties aren't we we are we started with 2015 last night australian time so that was great great to get to uh, with a bunch of fans some great witty comments coming through on the performances (laughs) but yeah great to celebrate a classic contest like 2015 yep and we'll be doing that on saturday night australian time um each week really i think uh, for the meantime anyway until we get sick of it (laughs) Um, so 2016 next week i wonder if australia will vote for australia sweden was the winner again uh, last night 
right. That's right. Just ahead of Russia again. Um, so I think that's happening. We're also going to put on a Eurovision trivia tournament, mm-hmm. a live event with that one as well. So you can sign up, get on our socials. There's going to yeah. be a lot of events we're doing. There's going to be a lot of events other people doing, and we're going to share as much as possible. So we can all still connect with Eurovision over the next couple of months. Absolutely. Aussie Vision Net is what you'll be looking for on our socials. Very, very good. Yes, well done. Thank you for uh, remembering <laughs> that. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, we will, we always do these country podcast episodes, go through every country, these mm-hmm. little mini ones. We won't be doing that. No. But we will be doing our rankings still. Yes. So we'll do a series of podcasts. I think we'll do them in blocks. Yes. Sort of, you know, blocks of 10 or so. Yeah. And uh, we'll review the songs. We'll give out what the Aussie Vision rankings were from the team and ourselves. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll dissect the songs somewhat, probably not into the meticulous depths that we normally no, do. No, we're not going to talk about how it will come across on stage at Rotterdam. Let's put it that way. So we yeah. will be limited in that way. But we will go through, like, yeah, 41 to 31st and keep exactly. going down to have our own winner as well yeah because i mean we, we might not have the competition but we certainly have these songs and they'll always be with us and we e- should celebrate them exactly awesome well look make sure you look after yourselves we know this is very tough times for everyone we're self-isolating um you j- can connect with so many different fans online so um keep listening to us and we'll give you more details yeah look after yourselves stay healthy and look after each other wash your hands and stay inside <laughs> all right take care see ya bye